Hallelujah. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the book of Acts. 
And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charged you not to teach in his name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed, by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. The word of the Lord.
with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive thou the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see his ha- in his hands the print of the nails, and place my finger in the mark of the nails, and place my hand in his side, I will not believe. Eight days later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. The doors were shut, but Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. And put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not be faithless, but believe me. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God that believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Christ being raised from the dead, died no their own ideas of what he should be about, and they have judged him by subjective standards. The traditionalist Catholics have raged against this new pope by not wearing the red slippers of Pope's past, by not wearing the correct color Mosetta, the shoulder cape. They know it is clearly obvious that Francis is out to destroy the tradition of the church. By his not chanting the liturgy, 
by his washing the feet of a female on Monday, Thursday, by his lack of the use of incense at his services, they are sure Pope Francis wants nothing else than to destroy the Catholic Church. These traditionalists are certain that Pope Francis is not a real, true Catholic, and he is a person whom they cannot abide. On the other hand, progressive Catholics see Francis as a savior, the savior of the Catholic Church, as a person who will begin to ordain women in the priesthood, as one who will embrace same-gender marriages, as one who will do away with all the trappings and so-called archaic thinking of the past. So Pope Francis, within two weeks of his enthronement, has been hailed both as savior and destroyer of his church. Now, with all the media attention on Pope Benedict's unheard of resignation and with the ascension of Francis to the throne and chair of Peter, another key leader in the Christian world has flown under the radar of the mainstream media. We might not even be aware of him. The man's name is Justin Welby. He's 105th Archbishop of Canterbury and the leader of the third largest group of Christians, the group of the Anglicans. He was enthroned on March 21st. He's our new spiritual head, first among equals, as it were. Now, Archbishop Welby has a very interesting background, unlike previous archbishops who have all been very monastic, academic, world-renowned theologians. Archbishop Justin Welby comes to leadership having had a remarkable career in the world of business. Justin Welby was not raised in a religious household, and after his university, he entered into the oil and gas industry, where for 11 years he served as an executive in a very large oil exploration group based in London. While serving as treasurer with his oil exploration firm, Justin joined an Anglican church in London. He fell fast in love with Jesus. He fell fast in love with the idea of church. And he began even to discern a call to the priesthood. Shortly thereafter, Justin Welby left the oil and gas industry for the ministry and had what most would call a very fast-track career to the highest position in the Anglican church. Now, as you can guess, an oil and gas industryman obtaining the highest seat in the Church of England has caused much controversy as well, or as the English say, controversy. Some see him as lacking the depth and the skills and the faith and the time to hold the Anglican Church together during a very, very troubled time. Conservatives see him as way too liberal as one who will work to allow female bishops in the Church of England, as one who will seek to destroy the Anglican Church's traditions and relations with the rest of the Christian world. Progressives think Welby is a knuckle-dragging evangelical who seeks to crush progressive causes like women bishops and allowing same-gender marriages and other traditional moral teachings of the Anglican Church. Both conservatives and progressives alike are furious at his enthronement. So if you've been paying close attention to the news, and if you've been listening to the words these men have been speaking, you're going to find two Christians who are not who anybody thinks they are. 
you will find Christians that disappoint and let down most who have their own ideas of what these two men should be about. So now if what I propose is true about these two new leaders in the Christian world, that they are not who most people think they are, imagine for a moment the wrong ideas people had about who Jesus was and what Jesus was about. Now if you keep up with the daily office at home or if you've been coming to the weekday services at our parish or reading your Bible, following along in the lectionary, this past week you will have seen a week full of stories where people have got the wrong idea about who Jesus was and is. So much so that they cannot even recognize Jesus risen from the grave when Jesus stands in their midst. If you will have read the offices, you will have found a disciple named Cleopas walking with a friend on the road to Emmaus, traveling, as it were, with Jesus. Jesus joins them, walks with them, talks with them, and they don't even know it's Jesus that they speak with. If you've been praying in the weekly offices, you will have also found Jesus standing on the shore, yelling fishing tips to Peter and the disciples as they fish a few hundred yards off or a few hundred feet off the shore in their boats, unaware that it is Jesus who is the expert on locating fish and giving them help. In both these instances, it's not until they enter into prayer and into the breaking of bread that they know, they understand Jesus in their midst. They see Jesus for who he is. And today we have Thomas. Thomas, who despite the witness of the apostles, we have seen Jesus rise. We have seen his side and his hands. Despite the testimony of his brothers and sisters, whom he loves very much, Thomas refuses to believe. Thomas is no different than the others. Thomas has his own image of who Jesus is and what Jesus should be about. Has his own idea about Jesus. Thomas expected certain things of him. Perhaps that Jesus would overthrow the government. Perhaps Thomas thought he would overthrow the rulers of Jerusalem. One thing is certain though, one thing we know... Thomas did not expect Jesus to rise from the dead body and soul. Thomas did not expect Jesus to do what he said he would do. Unless I see in his hands a print of the nails and place my finger in the mark of the nails and place my hand in his side, I will not believe. Now Thomas is given a great gift that most of us are not given. Our Lord says to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Put out your hand, place it in my side. Do not be faithless, but believing. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answers him, my Lord and my God. Thomas makes a confession in the risen Christ. Beloved in the Lord, we all, every one of us, have the tendency We all, every one of us, have the ability to make Jesus into an image of someone who suits our particular wants and needs. We all, every one of us, to some degree or another, expect Jesus to be someone Jesus is not. Just as did Peter. Just as did Clopas. Just as Thomas did. We all make Jesus into something of our own image. 
We all expect Jesus to do our will to meet our needs. It's extremely important to remember. It is essential to understand this. That after Jesus rose from the dead, that those who walked with him, those who loved him, those who followed him, only recognized Jesus when they entered into prayer and into the breaking of bread. That is to say, these people only came to see Jesus for who Jesus truly was and is, Son of God raised from the dead. When they put away their own ideas, their own their own expectations, their own opinions, and they entered into prayer. It was only when they said to God, your will be done, not my will, could they see who Jesus was, why he came, and why he rose from the dead. Thy will be done, not my will. So let us understand and let us remember. It is only through prayer and through the breaking of bread through the Eucharist that we come to know God for who he really and truly is. If we are not careful, if we do not watch ourselves, take custody of our souls, we will end up making a Jesus that is recognizable to no one but our own mind. So let us be watchful. Let us be vigilant and take great care of our souls. Let us be careful not to look at Jesus, not to look at others, be they leaders of the Christian church or our neighbor, and say to ourselves, my will be done. Rather, brothers and sisters in our Lord Jesus Christ, let us commit ourselves to a life of prayer, to a life of breaking bread, so that we may proclaim with our brother St. Thomas, my Lord and my God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, life from life. True God from true God, begotten and not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made, for us and 
Let us pray for the church and the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy, Bless all those whose lives are closely linked with ours, and grant that we may serve Christ in them, and love one another as he loved us. Lord, in your mercy, comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, you we commend to your mercy all who have died, especially Hal's wife, that your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our let us pray for our own needs and those of others. For your handmaids with child, especially Margaret Bounds, Nora Middleton, and Elizabeth Tush. And for those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Janine Beasley, Tucker Buchanan, Kevin Dearman, Ronnie Gatewood, Pam Howard, Sloan Malloy, Father Jeff Rich, and Ellen Stinson. Also, for those celebrating For those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially Alfredo Adams, Norman Alston, Kay Anderson, John Barnett, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, Mary Brigham, Luca Seraldo, Mary Kraft, Susie Dearman, Michelle Gibson, Vicki Glenn, Bill Hersham, Sydney Holyfield, Clementa Martha Jackson, Shannon Jackson, Leroy Jensen, Maureen Jensen, Josie Jett, Brian Jones, Ken Jordan, Pat Killen, Dan Lindsay, Jeff Loney, Mary Lou Lott, Daryl McDonald, Della McAllister, Joel McDaniel, Nita McRae, Jean Miller, Mike Mink, Joni Morgan family, Kyle Pearson, Gerald Peavy, Whitney Pickering, Carol Prevost, Jenny Luquan, Hayward Reed, Ashley Rogers, Eleanor Rummel, Bill and Carolyn Sanford, Diane Scott, Doyle Scott, Will Sherrill and family, Ella Smith, Wendy Tenee, Tony Stiles, 
Joyce Timms, Martha Jane Tyler, Lucy May Wade, Shirley Waldrop, Dan Walters, Nettie and Gary West, Donna and Milton Wheeler, Suzanne White, and Lisa Worrell. For all who suffer from chronic illnesses and for those you now name. We pray for the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazar, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Buesler, Mark Carter, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jarmillo, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Joe Vincent, James Warner, Mark Waters, and Wyatt Welch. O Lord God, who hast revealed in Holy Scripture what conquests faith has made both in doing and in suffering. Grant us no smaller faith than that which overcometh the whole world, that Jesus thy Son is God, very God from the beginning, the first and the last, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, world without end. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our name. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by the way we have done, and by the way we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Confirm you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in everlasting life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Greetings, everyone, and a, a blessed and prosperous low Sunday to, to you all. It's uh, great to see you all here this morning. We have a few announcements coming up. Our uh, Coke Day in the Park or the Laurel Arts League hosts an annual day in the park. Uh, we, as, as history, uh, historically, have had uh, offered Coke booths there to, to fund our outreach ministries. Uh, so that's Saturday, May the 4th. It will be at Mason Park, so please be on the lookout for sign-up sheets to help with that, so we need everyone's help we can get. Uh, 
Also, I want to, to, to take this opportunity to tell you once again about Script with Mother's Day coming up and graduation and other things coming up. That's a wonderful way to give gifts and also to benefit the uh, ministry of this church, the Honduras Medical Mission. Uh, what you would do is write a check for $100 here. Uh, then you would receive uh, a gift card from the bid from the business that, that you wish to spend money at. Uh, and then we'll get 2 or 3 to up to 13% of that so you don't lose any money it costs you nothing um, and it funds the honduras medical mission so uh, please do be aware there are forms on the back table uh, and by the, the back door and i think that's all that is that is pressing today uh, so again everyone well ascribe to the lord the honor to his name bring offerings and come into his courts
sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially in this day, for the witness and bravery of St. Thomas, who said, My Lord and my God, may we, through prayer and through participation in the Eucharist, join him in that proclamation. We offer special intentions this day for Christians throughout the world celebrating Easter. We remember during this time the academic universities and schools and places of learning and education. May God's light shine upon them. And as two of Christendom's great churches receive new leadership, may God's blessing be upon them and upon all those who follow. And may the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. But chiefly are we bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us, and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took a cup of wine. When he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory. And we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray, you gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where, with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day. Give us our 
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as the witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. May Almighty God, who has redeemed us and made us his children through the resurrection of his Son, our Lord, bestow upon you the riches of his blessing. May God, who through the water of baptism has raised us from sin into newness of life, make you holy and worthy to be united with Christ forever. May God, who has brought us out of bondage to sin into true and lasting freedom in the Redeemer, bring you to your eternal inheritance. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you now and remain with you always.
with you. The mass is ended. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.